What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. All right, uh, here again today with get the ball rolling uh, once again back in the studio bringing you guys another in-depth analysis of the FCS week number four and a little look forward to uh, week five uh, week five is a little uh, bit interesting I guess we'll set we'll set start off with that um, as is every single week in in the FCS CS and FBS. College football is amazing. Love it to death. But this week is interesting. A lot of uh, teams have buys. And this is important because uh, we're getting into that first couple weeks where you get a buy. Uh, you've had, you know, three or four games uh, have gone through the motions. You've prepared, watched film, went through the week, traveled, and uh, did it all again. You know, cleaned up the bruises, uh, got better, got feeling better. Boom. Here we go again. And I cannot wait uh, because every single week we get the the picture becomes a little bit clearer of the college football playoff. Uh, in the FCS, you look at it and you're like, okay, um, there's 27 spots, right? I'm not going to be able to guess every 27 you know outcomes to who gets in and who doesn't. But you know what? I could make an educated guess going with you know X team is going to win X conference. I want to make an education lessons and do that. And it's all about, you know, this prediction stuff. And I absolutely love it. Uh, there's been some surprises this year. Uh, some of the teams that we've covered have absolutely surpassed what I thought they would be at at this point in the season. And they're really just starting to look good. So we're going to get into it. Uh, we uh, Last week, we talked a little bit about... Um, some of the teams that would be making an impact, uh, and we'll—I uh, don't want to make any excuses for a couple of these teams, especially on our on our top fifteen. But we'll talk about some, some surprises: the FCS game of the week, our top fifteen, and the games of the week that we need to be looking forward to uh, come. You know, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, uh, places that you can bet on. Uh, definitely look on the lines on this game. Uh, the FCS usually releases a little bit later than the FPS. FPS is usually set uh, Sunday night, Monday morning. Uh, they set the lines, so and, and it will fluctuate throughout the week. Uh, FCS is a little bit later in the week, I've noticed. So uh, definitely don't be afraid to take a take a shot on, on a couple of these games. And uh, I'm really impressed with a few of these teams. Uh, so let's get into it. Some of the surprises from... Week uh, number four was the UC Davis-North Dakota State game. Now, if you saw any highlights or anything, UC Davis was stride for stride with North Dakota State until about halfway through the third or the fourth quarter. Uh, Jake Mayer had a couple of late uh, interceptions that, you know, went against the Aggies, put um, in either a bad, you know, obviously they, they scored on, on a couple of them and put them in backfield position and overall just didn't execute in the fourth quarter. Now, I do not blame them. They were on the road, uh, had to get their legs under them, you know, filling the, the bumps and bruises from the week before. And uh, overall, they played extremely well, though. And honestly, this is this is a big surprise. Uh, number one, because you've seen North Dakota State absolutely obliterate uh, FCS foes. Like, it's been nothing. They've been, you know, a hot knife through butter. Like, not even, you know, messing around with this team. And, you know, it's been impressive a little bit uh, to a certain degree, uh, especially with a first-year coaching staff. Uh, 
but it shows that the gap isn't really that big, that there really is a lot of parity within the FCS. Now, are they the team to beat? Most definitely. They're going to be the team to beat. Now, you know, you can make a strong case for uh, James Madison and or South Dakota State, but honestly, they're the, they're the team to beat. We're not going to be playing around with you guys here. But definitely an interesting little uh, side note, you know, if you get North Dakota State away from the Fargo Dome, uh, I don't know, you know, obviously they had to play South Dakota State, and, and if you can get them away, hopefully they don't get the, the or they have home field advantage all the way to Fargo. Uh, just uh, Fargo, Texas is, is where, where they play it at. I'm pretty sure uh, this year, uh, the national championship. Anyway, but you, you but it, the gap's really not big. Uh, next up, I needed to give a little bit of kudos. Uh, I've talked about them a little bit on the show. I tried to get them on the show as well. Uh, ended up not working out the interview at the time we could, and then just kind of uh, ended up falling apart. But the Delaware Blue Hens, uh, Fighting Blue Hens, I believe is their official mascot, but they are some kind of just they have some resiliency in that team i thought i said you know last year they got in and i was like ah, i don't know if they're what they're going to be doing this year you know the caa is really deep you have rhode island new hampshire richmond uh albany william and mary all right there just battling for a spot and in and they got in uh stony brook and even you could even go outside of that indiana state wanted to get in and and some of the teams out of the uh, ohio valley were really close eastern kentucky you know like they they, they want to get in but they but they gave it to the delaware and i was like okay well we'll see what happens this year this team ended up winning a one-point game they've been in every single game has been really close um it's been, I mean, they had to come back with Delaware State. Uh, they they did beat, uh, or they did lose to North Dakota State. They had to come back from behind against Rhode Island last week. They they win by one point. Now, eventually, the, the, the good mojo and the karma, or whatever you want to call it, will eventually run out. The luck will eventually run out. But hey, you know what? Right now, it's, it's sometimes it pays to be good. It is so much better to be lucky. And that is what Delaware has been. And congratulations to them. They are now 3-1. and one. They are heading to Pittsburgh uh, this next week. So probably going to be a loss there. But hey, you know what? There is, they're a very resilient team. Um, Another big note, Eastern Washington loses at uh, Idaho, a non-ranked team, a team that was absolutely obliterated by Penn State uh, by a score of 35-27. Kind of an ugly loss there uh, in the big sky. Definitely they're on the downturn after a loss to Jacksonville State. And now uh, Idaho understands that both of those games are road games, but uh, ugly nonetheless for the national runner-up list last year. Uh, I watched the Houston Baptist game against Northwestern State. They were the number one offense going into uh, that game. Now, the Ivy League hasn't played, and they have, you know, uh, Princeton has taken over that top um that top spot, but hey, uh, Houston Baptist is one of the most uh, amazing, prolific offenses. After a team that I believe only went one and ten last year, they are undefeated to start off the year. Is that correct? Yeah, I think they are, or maybe just a one loss. No, one loss. They have one loss, uh, but absolutely amazing. I was very, very impressed. Uh, they have wins over South Dakota. Uh, they beat Northwestern State, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that, but this is definitely going to be a tight race out of the Southland Conference. Um, the next one was Eastern Tennessee uh, pulls off of a win against Austin P 20-14. Uh, Austin P was leading uh, when I, I remember seeing it 14-13 going into the fourth, and uh, they ended up winning in the end, got that last touchdown. And again, 
Another big win was Campbell uh, beating, being able to score 31 points against the best uh, defense through three weeks, the Davidson Wildcats. Uh, really a tough game. Had to make a 50-yard field goal to end up winning it. Congratulations to the Fighting Camels. That was a signature win that will definitely propel, propel you throughout the season. Uh, and like I alluded to just barely was who will win the Southland. Uh, you have Central Arkansas with one loss, Houston Baptist with one loss, Nichols State. Uh, I don't don't think oh, they have one loss as well in Southeast Louisiana and Sam Houston State. Uh, all of these teams, and, and honestly, Lamar and Incarnate Ward, Ward are not very far behind, but uh, this is definitely... I watch out of the CAA, and I and I notice, you know, Maine, Towson, and some of these other teams, they're just more dominant. North Dakota State, South Dakota State, they're just more dominant in the Missouri Valley than the rest of the pack. Yeah, Northern Iowa is good, but they're just not as dominant as North Dakota State or South Dakota State. I mean, honestly, right now in the Southland, it is anybody's game, and I will definitely be watching. I, I was not able to get any of them on, on this podcast series. Definitely going to be looking forward to that. Uh, hopefully... As the year wraps up, get a get a couple of uh, end of the year interviews, and then once spring comes, uh, get you guys excited once again for college football and have them on uh, the podcast. So those were kind of our surprise, uh, a lot of surprises, a couple of disappointments. Uh, like I said, you know, really sad to see Eastern Washington lose, but uh, I kind of felt like they were going to hit kind of a hangover with the difficulty of their schedule. But this Eastern Washington team last year would not have lost to Idaho, and they lost a lot of seniors this year. Understandable, but uh, kind of ugly. So we're going to jump into the FCS game of the week. Like I said, uh, there were two late uh, interceptions that gave North Dakota State the W over UC Davis. You got to understand, they were stride for stride. If you guys were watching the scores of the game, you know, I felt as, you know, as if uh, North Dakota State would score and then UC Davis would, would counter. And it was kind of this back and forth kind of jockeying. Uh, yeah, they ended up winning 16 to 27. That does not really show. They kind of scored a, a late touchdown that. Uh, I mean, UC Davis couldn't come back from off of one of those interceptions. And other than that, it would have been 20 to 16. And, and they were moving the ball. UC Davis offense looked great. Uh, and Jake Mayer was 29 for 48, 312 yards, one touchdown. That's a little bit concerning, three INTs, but that is against a very, very, that's a top 10 defense in the FCS. So, you know, you're going to be able to, you're going to miss things. You're going to make mistakes. And, uh, but there's that. And they had uh, one sack given up on Jake Mayer, which is, which is pretty good. Uh, Ulonzo Gilliam, uh, 73 yards. Uh, honestly, I thought there would be a little bit more production out of him. I'd like to see a little bit more production if uh, UC Davis is to be, as powerful as what they were last year, Ulonzo's got to get going. He he needs to be able to not only put up, uh, you know, receiving yards, but be able to be involved in that running game. Jake Mayer is a great arm talent, and I understand they want to go fast. They want to throw the ball down the field, but uh, this team also needs to be able to to run the ball. And Ulonzo is is the key focal point of that. And you know, we all have our we all have our days. Uh, Seventy three yards is still a really good day. Not going to take anything away from that, but I want to see him getting back up to. 120, 150 yards, and uh, really just being able to take off. Uh, th that will what will move this offense into one of the best in the country. They are already one of the best, if not the best, right? Uh, on the North Dakota State side, Trey Lance uh, was 13 for 23, 156 yards passing, no touchdowns and no interceptions. Um, so there you go. Uh, Trey Lance, 
Uh, he had 48 rushing yards. He did score two touchdowns. With him, honestly, I don't really feel like you're going to you're going to want to worry too much about his arm. And and, and I know he's a freshman, uh, and he's you know pounding away. And it might just be the philosophy, but they really let the reins go on the running. And I understand that you have a running quarterback, and and, it, and that's kind of the thing in college football. You you don't really see that as much in the NFL. Uh, definitely starting to creep in a little bit with you know Lamar Jackson. Uh, RG three did it for a couple of years. Marcus Mariota, obviously not like super amazing quarterbacks, but even Patrick Mahomes can get out of the pocket and scramble a little bit. Uh, but what worries me about him is the ability to throw the ball. You know, he only had 156 yards passing, which isn't terrible. I'm not going to say we, I just think it wasn't very uh, a good day passing for him. But uh, honestly, in order to take down North Dakota State, personally, I would just spy a backer. Just spy one of your guys and just don't let him go. Uh, obviously, you know, they're 156 yards, not really taking a lot of shots downfield. Uh, they're really all about, you know, that that, that initial surge and, and, and getting the ball into the playmaker's hands. Well, the playmaker's him. You got to get pressure to him. And you got to be able to spy somebody so he can't just take off on you. Understandable. He only had 48 yards. Uh, there's been a lot of games where he's had a lot more yards rushing. Uh, but he did, he was able to get two touchdowns out of it. So something to look forward to, uh, as you take on North Dakota state and then Ty Brooks did rush for 104 yards, uh, no touchdowns there. So, uh, kind of interesting, uh, game, definitely a really amazing game. Uh, I've been very critical of North Dakota state. Uh, I think there's a little bit different story or narrative of North Dakota State versus Clemson or versus Alabama. Um, I personally, I would love to see North Dakota State take on, you know, FBS teams. I, I love that they scheduled UC Davis. Congratulations scheduling them. But now, and I haven't looked at the schedule, maybe they have it scheduled, but North Dakota State, you got to leave North Dakota at some point and, you know, travel and go on the road. I believe they did play in Delaware, which is a pretty good game. Uh, Delaware has been, you know, consistently a top 25 team over the last few years. But leave it. Go to the big dog. I understand you play in a really hard conference and it's the whole, uh, you know, SEC debate. Well, we play eight conference games. It's really, really tough. Well, true. You do play in a really hard Missouri Valley Conference. I'm not going to take anything away, but you're clearly the superior talent. I would love it. Love, love, love if I saw North Dakota State James Madison, as would we would in the FBS watching Clemson and Alabama. But I would love to see that, you know, brunt of, of a game. I think that would be such a good game. Uh, anyway, so that has been our uh, kind of our intro here, our surprises and disappointments of week four. Uh, we're going to be stepping aside, taking a break, and we're going to be looking forward to week five now and some of the key games and, and matchups that we have there. Uh, really super exciting. Don't go anywhere after the ad break. Our top 15 and games of the week for week five. Okay, after that uh, ad segment, always grateful for Anchor. Now, one of the hottest segments and our most liked segments of the week is brought to you uh, by here at Get the Ball Rolling, our top 15. We're going to look at uh, ahead at this top 15 uh, and... Uh, 
really excited to, to let you guys in on a few things. Moved it around a little bit. Actually, quite a little bit. Uh, here we go. Number one, North Dakota State stays the same. Uh, number two, the James Madison Duke stays the same. And number three, South Dakota State stays the same. Here we go. A little bit of mix-up. Now, uh, I'm going to get some pushback here uh, due to the difficulty of the games. Uh, but if you lose a game, I understand it is uh, against... Uh, these next two teams against really top tier talent, but I gotta move you down because there are teams that are out there winning. I understand that they've, uh, I guess, losing his FCS teams is, is a big one for me. Even if it is James Madison, even if it is North Dakota State, we'll move you down one or two spots, maybe a little bit more, maybe a few more, but uh, just because there are some other teams that have been impressive in that week does not mean that they're not uh, a top five talent. So here we go. Number four, uh, which was previously Previously held by uh, the Towson Tigers is now the home of the Furman Paladins. This team has only had, they've almost beat Georgia Southern. Oh, not Georgia Southern. Yeah, Georgia Southern. I believe they played them. Was it them? I don't remember. But they played two FPS teams. Virginia Tech was the other team. Anyway, they only have lost two games in a row to to uh, FBS powers. They come out, they absolutely obliterate Mercer. Very impressed with the Paladins this year. Look out for them in the SoCon Conference. Everyone was talking about Wofford in the beginning. This team is legit. I really, really like them. Um, I think uh, their schedule upcoming is favorable. They do please play East Tennessee State, and uh, definitely, if they win that game, they're going to be really starting to get some momentum. They might just have two losses going into the playoff. Definitely a team to be watching. I don't know if they can break into that top uh, three until we see a little bit more. I'm willing to move it around a little bit, but Obviously, North Dakota State and James Madison will probably stay there unless one of them lose. But South Dakota State, I feel like I can move around a little bit. All right. Number five, which was previously held by the UC Davis Aggies, is now the home of the Kennesaw State Owls. Uh, very good offense, very good defense. The only thing with Kennesaw is, you know, I moved them up. I've been really hard on them on the schedule, the difficulty of the schedule. They did play well against Kent State. But the only thing with Kennesaw is they don't, you know, Monmouth is down a little bit. I thought they were going to be somewhat of a, a challenge for them in coming out of the Big South. I think Campbell might give them a game, uh, but uh, they're kind of uh, like Colgate out of the Patriot. We just kind of expect them to win there. And uh, I'm not, if they do not win convincingly, I will move them down as well. All right, number six, uh, which was the the former place of the Furman Paladins is UC Davis. Again, last week they were number uh, five. Just moved them down one spot. When you lose the number one team in the nation, I'm gonna, not going to move you down a whole ton. But Furman and Kennesaw State, definitely, I felt, deserved to be up there. Number seven stays stagnant at Weaver State. When you do not play, I'm not going to move you up or down. Um Obviously, you know, I'm, uh, this week is a big game against you and I. Uh, we'll discuss that a little bit later. Uh, number eight is home of the uh, main Black Bears. Last week they were eight. This week they were eight. They're able to take care of stuff against Colgate. Um, going forward with this week, uh, obviously Furman has a big game. Uh, I don't know who Kennesaw plays uh, this week exactly. I'll have to check on that. Uh, but UC Davis uh, takes on Montana. Weaver State takes on uh, UNI. And these are big, big games. Uh, but Maine also plays Nova. So I'm like looking at it. I'm like, okay, can I move this top? you know, top 15 around a little bit, it's going to be tough. I am not going to lie. Uh, I think that, 
you know, Maine, if they if they can win conven- convincingly, I think I can move them up. But UC Davis taking on Montana, that's a hard game. Uh, it is at home, but still a very difficult game. Uh, and you have teams just outside of the top 25 as well. So Kennesaw State, like I said, I would look it up for you. They play Reinhardt University. Uh, so they will most likely, if, if these other teams win, they'll definitely uh, go back down just a little bit just due to the uh, game. But we'll be looking forward to, to what happens with Maine. Uh, number coming in at number nine, uh, which was I believe, yes, did not change. Central Arkansas, you, you know, you went to Hawaii, you lost. I believe the score was thirty-eight to thirteen. Uh, still, I'm very impressed with this this Central Arkansas team. Uh, people are like, oh well, you know, they barely beat Abilene Christian, and they had to come back, and 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 I'm like, you know what? But they got the job done. They did it, and uh, very much a, a needed bye week this week. Uh, like I said, not not going to really be moving them up or down on their bye week, but once when they get in, you know, playing McNeese, playing Houston Baptist, Northwestern State, these teams, uh, we'll see how legit Central Arkansas really is. Uh, number 10, which was uh, previously Kennesaw State, Owls is now home on Towson Tigers. Um, they did lose in overtime, and I did have uh, Villanova on the other their watch list just outside that top 15 but uh when you lose a game it was at home uh it was against a really good nova team but you, you shouldn't lose at home and uh, be a little bit tougher on this team but uh they definitely have the the this week they're going to play florida and i really would love it if they could go down to gainesville and get a win now is a uh, Possible, we'll see, never say never, but uh, if they can, you know, make it a game through the first half, even into the second half, they could even be on the move up. Uh, Number 11, uh, previously was the Northern Iowa Panthers, is now the Illinois State Redbirds. Uh, I moved these guys up. They did, uh, they were losing halftime, I believe, 20 to 27 against NAU at home, and I was about to say, man, I shouldn't believe people on Illinois State. They ended up coming back 40 to 27, uh, great game a lot of uh, impressive plays there so i decided to move them up they were previously 12th i moved them up one spot how generous of me i understand but uh once when they take on these big dogs uh, such as south dakota state or um, you know north dakota state uh even a team like south dakota indiana state uh youngstown state we don't want to be messing with them. Uh, and if they can win, they're definitely going to move on up. The polls, uh, number 12, uh, they ended up uh, with their win over Monmouth. Uh, definitely made me move them up, but was Montana Grizzlies. Again, how consistent are we going to play? Uh, consistency, I mean, Dalton Sneed is obviously a baller, a quarterback, but where is the consistency? We'll see if they can continue to do that uh, going forward. Uh, number 13, which was previously Montana, is now home of the Villanova Wildcats again with their win over Towson. I asked uh, at the first year when I had them on the show, I said, how do you coach youth? They are doing it. Daniel Smith was a great grad transfer. Uh, sad to see him leave Campbell, but a great asset for Villanova going forward. And uh, they might be the main of last year out of the CAA. They're undefeated right now. Uh, now. They take on Maine this next week, which is our game of the week. But uh, obviously. 
uh, top, you know, an eight versus a 13 in, in, in our standings. We'll see where, if Villanova can really do it. Maine, if they lose that game, they are dropping out of the top 15. But if Nova wins the game, I mean, they're going to be moving up. And we're not really going to punish Villanova for losing against a very good Maine team. Uh, number 14, still not sold on them, but need to see a little bit more of a sample size is Nichols State. We'll see what happens. And uh, 15, Again, I, I debated on a couple of these teams, but I'm going to leave it with Jacksonville State. They did lose to Southeast Louisiana. Understandable. Not going to take anything away from that. Uh, and there are other teams that I didn't put in the top 15 that you're like, whoa, why is he not there? Well, Jacksonville State did beat Eastern Washington. They won convincingly this week. Watch out for the Gamecocks. I'm telling you, maybe they just needed that loss to kind of set the, the set it straight. We'll see once when they get into Ohio Valley play what happens. Uh, there's a lot of talent. Murray State, UT Martin, Eastern Kentucky. Um, not really sold on Southeast Missouri State yet, but uh, Southeast Missouri State. We've got teams like that that are going to give them a game this next year. Uh, some of the others, one of the teams that dropped out was UNI. They won 13 to six. It was an ugly win. Uh, I understand you shouldn't, you know, punish somebody for winning, but it was against Idaho State team that I'm not really convinced. I mean, I had them at, I believe, six in my preseason polls or fifth. I can't remember one of those two. Not really sold at home. I felt like they really needed to put up more points and more be more dominant. Honestly, uh, Delaware definitely creeping up with their wins. Uh, will probably remain there for at least a couple weeks. Because due to the Pittsburgh game that they have next week. Uh, Montana State, hey, they really showed what they were made of against Northfolk State. We'll see if they'll be able to get into that top 15. Uh, definitely Houston Baptist on the outskirts. Uh, like I said, I've been very impressed with them and Southeast Louisiana. Uh, so we'll see as, as we roll forward. Uh, also a team to be considered Youngstown State. Uh, we'll see, I guess, as, as we go forward, what happens uh, with these teams. So we're going to be looking forward now to the games of the week. That was last uh, last week's game of the week. Definitely brought us a lot of, uh, there were a lot of questions, and we were able to get a lot of answers, honestly. And I was excited for this last week. Um, and as we look forward to this week, uh, you need to understand that there are there are a lot of buys, so that's the reason the the majority of the Missouri Valley is off on a buy. Uh, but we're going to be going over the games of the week. So games of the week for the FCS out uh, the overall game of the week we've already alluded at is Nova versus Maine. Obviously, an eight versus thirteen matchup here. It gets the ball rolling. It's a little bit different on national stages, but uh, eight versus thirteen definitely going to be a big. Test for Nova. They are at home. Maine has to go on the road. Now, this will be three straight. Really tough game. Colgate is a good team. Do not sleep on Colgate. Just because they've had a rough start to the season, do not sleep on them throughout the Patriot League. They will be there in the end. But you look at it, you know, they had to play Colgate. They had to play Towson. Now they're going to play Nova. Uh, they might be beaten down a little bit. Uh, you know, obviously, on the road the last two games. We'll see what they can do uh, against Villanova. Out of the CAA, we have uh, University of New Hampshire against Duchesne. Uh, this will be a big-time win for for UNH. They did lose to Holy Cross. Uh, they've looked well throughout the rest of the season. I want to see if they can get a win against Duchesne. Duchesne looks like a really good team out of the NEC. Also, Central Connecticut State. Big shout-out for them, playing tough against Eastern Michigan. But Duchesne has kind of been the leader of that conference. So we'll see. 
If UNH can get the win, that's, that will be a quality win as they enter CAA play the following week. Uh, the Patriot League, we have Georgetown against Columbia. Columbia uh, had their first game this last week, so we don't know really a lot about them. But Georgetown is leading the Patriot League conference right now. Only conference that has a winning or only member of the conference right now that has a winning percentage at two and one. Uh, I want to see if they can keep that up. Maybe they're that little sneaky team that I didn't think of at the first of the year. And uh, but you know they still have to play Colgate, so uh, we'll see how. That will turn out. Um, out of the Ohio Valley, two teams that I absolutely love, UT Martin against Murray State. I think this is going to be a really close game. I love both of these teams. Uh, I think that either one of these teams that win will could and will be vying for that coveted uh, you know, Ohio Valley Conference Championship. Honestly, I don't think that the talent gap isn't there with Jacksonville State. I would love to see UT Martin win. I would love to see Murray State win. We'll see who wins this game. I don't really know. I think they're both really even. Uh, uh, obviously, UT Martin getting a, a big win in the first week, and uh, last week, Murray State absolutely obliterating Moorhead State. You know, Big shout out to them. It's going to be a really good game down there in Martin, Tennessee. Uh, out of the Missouri Valley, we have UNI against Weaver State. Uh, Drop uh, UNI out of the top 15 for the first time this year, but uh, just after kind of an ugly win, uh, they're not going to be able to make the mistakes that they did against Idaho State, against Weaver State. Weaver State's defense is just too good, and I think that is going to be the key, is can UNI's offense overpower Weaver's defense. And I'm going to go with no. Um, I don't know if uh, uh, the quarterback for Weaver State will be back, Jake Constantine. Uh, We'll have to kind of keep a a thumb on that as as this progresses throughout the season. I want to see you know, they, they said he had an ankle injury. I've done a lot of research. I don't know if he's set to come back. Obviously, he had a bye week this last week. So uh, hopefully he's back. Honestly, Weaver State is really good with them. Uh, he's, you know, the, their veteran leader. We want to see him on the field. Uh, out of the big sky, you have UC Davis against Montana. Uh, Montana had a, 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 a decent win over Monmouth last week. And UC Davis obviously is obviously lost to North Dakota State, but uh, I want to see. Like I said, I punished some of these teams for not winning very convincingly at home. I would have punished Illinois State. I punished you and I in my, in my rankings. Um, and that's kind of how I am. If you don't win convincingly at home against a team that you should beat, then what are you going, why do I have you there where I have you at? Uh, so I'm kind of uh, leaning. Uh, I still think UC Davis will win. This will be a gigantic, gargantuan win for Montana if they do pull this off. Uh, Montana sitting at number 12, UC Davis sitting at number 6. And uh, you're looking at it, you're like, okay, well, what's going to happen? This will be a gigantic win for UC Davis or Montana. Definitely a win that will be talked about uh, as we go forward throughout the season. Um, and out of the big out of the Big South, I want to give a big shout out to Campbell with the big win last week. Uh, we'll see if they can start three and one. I don't think that Mercer is as good as what they happen. Um, they are, a, I believe, they are an FCS independent right now. Uh, they kind of got worked against Furman, so we'll see uh, what happens. I really would like to see. Uh, Campbell, you know, continue to roll. They have a nice uh, freshman quarterback right now. Uh, obviously, they've been on the show. Uh, big fan of them. I want to see if they can keep rolling. Uh, I want to see somebody battle Kennesaw. And, uh, yeah, I have them number five, and they have a really good offense, a really good defense. But, you know, they have 
teams in the Big South that aren't as, you know, up to par as teams out of the Missouri Valley. And so you should, you know, in, in theory, if you're a really good team, you should move through that conference. And uh, so definitely, again, we'll be watching it. But I think Campbell might sneak up on some people and they could potentially get that large bid. Be really, really interesting as we go forward. Alrighty, so this has been a week, I guess we'll call it week five now, because we talked a lot about what is to come. We talked about what did happen. Uh, FCS, uh, week number five, is going to be upon us. This will be released on Wednesday. Uh, can't wait to get you guys excited for this upcoming week. Uh, let me know uh, our predictions, I feel like, are, are being pretty spot on. But if you think uh, that we missed something, write into us, let us know. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. And uh, until next time, I hope you guys have a great FCS Saturday. Let's keep the ball rolling.